You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Bengals fans are amazing. They're resilient, they're tough, but they're fun. And I'm I'm really excited to hopefully meet a lot, a lot more of you. Isaac has the big game. Then we became a real balanced offense for the playoff run, which I thought was really important. He put on the greatest route running exhibition I have ever seen in my life. He was he was football 24-7, and that was the greatest part of, of Chad. Times at times uh, early. Part, I would tell him when we were throwing deep passes, I said, don't wait too long, you know, because I'm going to get away. He ain't going to have the arm to get there. So, you know, I want to run to the ball, you know. Well, Duke, it looks like Duke's in a waiting room. I don't want to keep Duke waiting. He gave us uh, a very limited amount of time. I know he's a busy, busy man. Duke, what's going on, big dog? How you doing, buddy? Jim, how are you, man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, hey. I'm real busy. I'm sitting on my porch. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> You know, Joe Burrow has played in big games his entire life, and I would think he will be a steady hand at the at the, at the bow of the ship. And uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they take him all the way to the Super Bowl. I really wouldn't. Yeah. Live from the Betfred Studios tonight, only in Greater Cincinnati, Ohio. It's Bengal Jim and Friends, brought to you by Gold Star Chili. So our kickoff to the off-season edition will be here every Sunday night at eight o'clock, if not uh, some notable exceptions like Easter Sunday and so forth. And without further ado, here's Jimmy. What's up, guys? Hey, where, where are guys at, Tom? Are, are, are we? We're the only ones working twelve months a year on this damn thing, or what? Well, no, uh, Jamie being the big fan he is, the big football fan that he is, uh, but he also likes to experience things, read about Aaron Rodgers. And Jamie is on an extended darkness retreat. He's fine. He'll be back with us, but he is in a darkness retreat. He's in one of those little, uh, whatever, concrete igloos or whatever with uh, with nothing but darkness. Uh, we're told doing well. They, they slide him in some food twice a day, and he's um, getting some self-reflection and spiritual oneness. and. And uh, we, you know, we hope he's back soon, but he said he'd be back when he's ready, when he's experienced those two things. James is, uh, from what I understand, uh, scouting locations and talking to people to lock down for a very special event coming this June 10th that I know you're going to talk about a little bit later. But now the guys are all good. Tony is uh, working hard. 
you know, accumulating all those extra hours he does for the travel for the away games. And Mark is getting ready for a uh, uh, exciting new job. So yeah. no, all the guys are good. Everybody will be back. And uh, we thank everybody for tuning in and we'll see you uh, every Sunday night at eight o'clock uh, until the first preseason weekend. Yeah, we uh, so again, this is our off season. This isn't the start of uh, season season four at all. This is the off season right here. So you'll see Tom and I here at least every week uh, now for for a little bit. But uh, we've got Malik Wright coming on from the Wright Report TWSN. Uh, we'll be coming on with us here in a few minutes. If you know Malik, he's going to have some scoops for you. Uh, also, we're going to talk a little bit more detail about Jungle to the Hall. There's uh, an announcement we want to make on that. Uh, we're going to talk about the NFLPA uh, announcement yesterday with a little bit more insight into that as well. And, Tom, let's kick it off. We're waiting on uh, Malik right now. Just text us, said he's on the way. Uh, on this date in Bengal history, uh, March 12th, 1997, I think. Yeah, March 12th, 1997. What was this date in Bengal history, the significance of it? You tip it off. You got it on your hat. That's when the Bengals introduced the uh, Jumping Tiger logo. Uh, the Jumping Tiger logo didn't have a whole lot of success. Weren't a lot of winning teams during the Jumping Tiger uh, era, but it is pretty cool based off the John Ruthven painting of a Bengal tiger that uh, was very popular and is in many Bengal offices, or at least was in many Bengal offices during the day and was on the jersey and, and the main logo for, what, about six, seven years, Jimmy? Right about that? Yeah, to, I think so. I think so. 97 to 2003. The tiger head. So, yeah, it's very cool you know, inferior to the AFL running tiger that, that True. everybody knows I prefer, but, but uh, no, it was a good, it was a good logo. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's uh, everybody loves that, that leaping tiger logo. Actually, there's more passion around this logo right here today than there was back in the late nineties and early two thousands for sure. Um, and let's talk a little bit about uh, the NFL PA Tom. Now, again, Guys, look, there's nobody on the internet right now or social media that knows all the details about this on either way. I am in the insurance industry. Uh, the one thing that's interesting, the state of Ohio does require all businesses uh, that have employees that that are in Ohio, they have to have workers' comp. They either do it through the state pool, uh, through the state, or they, they do a private insurance. But I mean, it's like a self-funded plan. So Workers' comp insurance sucks to begin with. It's you know maybe there's disability insurance. So we're gonna it's gonna be a few more days before we uh, before we get all the details about the Bengal stance on this uh, at the end of the day. But Tom, you and I have been talking about this. Give give everybody your take on this at the end of the day. Uh, I trust the NFLPA slightly less than I do the NFL offices, and based on how the uh, the NFL treated the Bengals and Bengal fans these last several months. That's, you know, slim and the NFL PA is none and slim just rode out of town. So, yeah, no, I, I don't, you know, put a lot of credence to it. And, you know, in, in typical fashion, it was ready, fire, aim. Uh, I'll be very anxious to hear the Bengals point of view on that. Uh, I do know this disagree with them over the years on, on certain aspects, but the Bengals are run by good people competent people, extremely intelligent people, and they have busted their tail to uh, write the percent of the uh, observation of, of what everybody has of the franchise, the perception of what everybody has of the franchise, and they're not out to, to change that. So um, I know what we heard this week, there's $3 million of improvements going in uh, underneath Paycor Stadium 
for off-season workouts, locker rooms, and so forth, uh, which I'm sure had been planned for quite some time. And ironically, the NFL uh, released a study on that. And then right on the heels of that, right before free agency, uh, they nailed that. I think that's – there might be a little bit of uh, um, residual feelings with Bengals management from decades back and maybe some influential agents – uh, that wanted certain things out, but uh, in the end, I, I think it's going to be a lot of smoke that you can't even choke on. Yeah, and, I'm, with, I'm with you, Tom. We'll, we'll I, I, the Bengals, uh, but but yeah, when I when I consider the source, I just you know shrug and yeah. can't wait to talk to Malik. <laughs> at, at, at the at the end of the day, at the end of the day, guys, this is not going to affect the Bengals signing um, anybody. You know, players want to play for the Bengals; they want to win. Uh, at the end of the day, so. When more detail comes out about this, the Bengals' uh, stance on this, uh, again, state of Ohio, you're required to have workers' comp one way or the other. Uh, it's it, you know, so I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some conversation around disability and all the other things that are involved in this too. So I'm not worried about it. Uh, it's not going to affect us. But Malik just came into the uh, waiting room. I'll give him a second here. Let me get settled in. Um, I know he's. I don't think he slept in the past week. I know he's been at the combine. Slept. He's been there like 24 hours a day, giving reports. So I know he's good to go. So uh, let's go ahead and bring in Malik. Is that, so guys, before we bring in Malik, guys, I want to make sure that if you have any questions for Malik, um, make sure you type them in. I mean, let's, let's throw him out there, man. He's been one of the best followers since he's been on social media here the past two or three years, at least for the Bengals that I've been that we have been watching. Uh, he's one of our favorite followers, and I, I love the guy to death. And uh, uh, let's go and introduce him here. Let's go. Malik, welcome to the show, big dog. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, guys? How we doing? Uh, good, man. I see you got your first our logistics hat on. You guys are killing it. Thank and you, uh, so, hey, man, we're going to get right into this, bud. So, I mean, a um, ton of folks in the, in the room right now. A lot of questions. Fire them out here, guys. We'll get to them. But we're going to do – we're going to kick it off here. I mean, Tom and I could probably go an hour. I know we got you for about 30 minutes here. But we're going to do some rapid-fire free agents. We're going to start at home, okay? And it's it's either a yes or no. <laughs> are they are they, are they coming? Don't elaborate, Malik. You can go well, back if, after if we're done. Give him a third option. Give him a yes, no, and for the right price. So okay. All right. Three. Yes. No. For the right price. We're going to, we're going to go through 11 bet current Bengals that are free agents. Yes. No. Or for the right price. And here we go, Malik. Number one, Eli Apple. Uh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, Cause that's, uh, that's more so in, in his hand. I know you said don't, but I don't. No, that's good. I'm good. I'm with you. I'm with you. I would say for the right price. Okay. All right. Von Bell. Yes. Good. P Ryan. For the right price. Okay. Flowers. For the right price. Trevion Williams. For the right price. Michael Thomas. For the right price. Bates. No. Pratt. No. Hurst. No. Taylor. Trent. Yep. For the right price. In sample. Drew. I think that one's tough. I that's to be TBD. We'll say. All right. So go back. Who, any of those eleven you want to elaborate on a little bit more, buddy? Sorry to do that to you. I didn't even yeah. give you a heads up on no, that. You're, you're good. You're good, bro. <laughs> um, I would I would say Von Bell. They look at him as a, a leader, as a guy that they want to they want to keep uh, here in Cincinnati. They obviously don't want to lose both safeties. Um, he's a leader of this defense. It's it's about Von testing his market, right? Because you don't know what he's going to potentially get out there. You don't, you don't, you don't know what that's going to look like. So. 
Right, right. Tom? Yeah, I would agree. You know, Malik, this was a, kind of takes us a little bit off topic, and I'll get us back on. But I know there were a lot of people. Uh, you know, I, I look at Jesse Bates in his five years here. His rookie year, outstanding. You know, we got a good one. His second year, maybe a little bit of regression. Third year, one of the elite safeties in football. Yeah. Uh, Should have been a pro bowler, probably all pro. And then the last two years with a cloud of a contract, uh, I thought in the Super Bowl year, he was very mediocre until the playoffs, till the second half of the Raiders game and through the Super Bowl. Then he was back to that elite safety. And then I thought this year, boy, if you rank our 11 starters on defense, he was on the back end of that. I'm not sure he was even our best safety. Um, I think Von Bell's an absolute necessity because you do not want to to lose them both. But before we look forward, Danny, what's up? What's going on, guys? How we what's doing? What's going on, buddy? Good to see you, man. Good to I'm see right. you. Love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. You too, buddy. Before we uh, we go forward, looking back for next year, guys that got hurt last year, what do you hear about the expectations for Chitty? And what do you hear about the expectations for Lyle Collins when they will be ready to play? So I haven't actually – yeah, I mean, I think each injury is differently. I, I think the Bengals are anticipating that Cheetah Bay Ouzier could be ready to play. I think the expectation is for him to be ready to play. Uh, I haven't heard any rumblings that, in which his uh, recovery is going negatively, if you will. Um, he's a guy that they're expecting to have back in the fold, and it seems like it's going to be a tandem of him and uh, Cam Taylor Britt. Cam Taylor Britt was a guy that really broke out this year that the Bengals feel really, really good about, and they think that they got to steal with him. Um, in terms of Lyle Collins, the injury happened later in the season. It's about recovery, right, for him. But the Bengals, one thing I do know is that they're not going to go into the season without an answer for their right tackle position. They understand that they need to address it in some way, in some capacity, right? So I do, do I expect the Bengals to go out there and throw a ridiculous amount of dollars out there? No, but do I expect them to get a guy that could come in there and be a capable starter? Absolutely. Now, if the right free agent wants to come to Cincinnati, who is a starting right tackle, I think the Bengals could jump at that. But again, that's about that's for the right price, right? I But I don't expect the Bengals to break the bank for anybody. And, and here's the pot. And for, for everybody, I see a lot of rumblings on Twitter. People are like, oh, cut Lyle Collins. You got to realize the way his contract is set up, it's performance-based. So the Bengals aren't really spending a lot, you know, if the guy is not playing. It's like, you know, the he has to play in order to fulfill that contract, if you will. So like, it's like, with, I think Evan McPhillips, uh, my co-host of the State of the Jungle, said it best. Would you rather cut Lyle Collins, right? And... You know, he's injured. That's what's a bad precedent for a lot of free agents that want to come to Cincinnati, too. That basically means that, hey, you know what? If you get hurt, we don't give a crap about you. We'll just cut you and not care. Or do you hold on to Lyle Collins because of the way his contract is structured? It's incentive-based. It's, it's play incentivized, if you will. And it's like, okay, at the very, very least, you have an expensive, an expensive I would say, backup swing tackle. So to me, it's a it, it's a it's a no brainer. I think you you got to keep a guy like 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 Lyle Collins. Yep, yep. Let's go to a, a couple of viewer questions here, and I know Tom and I have a lot more to get to. Uh, Augie from uh, New Jersey has this question for you, Malik. Uh, do you see Pratt's replacement as someone on a roster now, like um, ADG or Marcus Bailey, or a potential free agent? If so, who? So I, I want to get this out there in the open, really, really first. A lot of my opinions are not my opinions. It's the opinions of the team. So, like, I I don't really do um, the speculatory stuff, but I will answer your question, Augie. The, the Bengals view Akeem Davis-Gaither as um, 
Jermaine Pratt's replacement. Yeah. And they it, honestly that contract came down to um now obviously is there a world in which Jermaine Pratt is back? I mean, that's like if he goes out to test the market and nothing shapes up the way it will. But somebody somebody's always willing to pay for the linebacker position. And I know New England coveted him. And I've been saying this time and time again for weeks. I expect New England to, to make an offer for Jermaine Pratt. And Malik, but there are a boatload of linebackers out in the market too, right? Mm -hmm. That could help or hurt us or him. Yeah. I mean, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. I think he so. already feels I think he already feels some type of way where he feels like he's being done wrong. You know, it's Jermaine Pratt versus everybody. Unfortunately, I don't like the way he handled things down the stretch, and I don't think the team appreciated it as well. So I mean, um, yeah, it's one of those unfortunate things. It's one of those things where it's like if there's a lot of respect there for what he did, you know, he was one of the the pillars to transforming this defense that was horrible. And, um, you know, it's like one of those things, a handshake and a hug. Thanks so much for what you've done and wishing up but the best. I thought when when he had his, his, not meltdown, but when he was complaining about not being the third down linebacker, not getting as many snaps as he wanted, I thought the coaching staff handled that perfectly. Lou Anarumo said, hey, that's what I want. I want a guy that, you know, has the confidence in himself to be out there every play, that mm -hmm. thinks he can make the plays. And if we do lose him, uh, which – probably around 80% or more like you said, he's got to get out there and the market's going to have to stink for him, for him to, to possibly come it's, back. It's, I don't know. I can't think of many linebackers that had as many big plays as he had. I mean, he, he had some big, big individual plays in, in this team's history. So let me ask you a question, right? Do you think, do you think, because Jermaine was here before Logan Wilson, right? Oh, yeah. All right. So do you think his play was because he was playing next to Logan Wilson, who helped him, who, who elevates a lot of people around him, right? And it allowed him to play more freely because that's what Logan I, does. Logan's, Logan, I, I, Logan think, I, think, I think Jermaine has a tremendous amount of skill. He's, he's incredibly strong. Agreed. Agreed. He tackles very well uh, on a franchise that until really the last two years did not tackle well, but he did. He flies to the ball. Gives 100% every down on the field. Mm -hmm. Great in coverage. Plays, to, like I said, plays to run well. I don't think he's called on to blitz all that much. But I, I think that scheme, I don't, I, you know, that's that's nothing against him. But, I mean, you you look at, at this franchise, who had the interception against David Carr to win the playoff game against the Raiders? It was him, for sure. Yeah. Who, who ripped the ball out against Travis Kelsey? It was him. And, and now, one thing where, where he – he probably wouldn't have, but could have. He had everything to do against Baltimore about punching that ball out. Mm -hmm. So you know, so Sam Hubbard could go out maybe even more when you look at the replay than Logan Wilson. I mean, that was him. Uh, you know, he has a he has a tendency to make some very big game changing plays on defense. That's tough to find. So somebody, I, I think somebody's going to pay him. I don't know if the market's going to be what he thinks it's going to be. Just like you know Jesse Bates believing he's a seventeen million dollars safety. Somebody wants to give him seventeen million, go for it, Jesse. Uh, you're being overpaid, but go for it. So, so I'll say this: people will always pay for coverage linebackers. Jermaine Pratt is going to have no hard time getting getting paid. A lot of these guys that you see getting released from their teams because they lost a step. Jermaine Pratt is a guy that a lot of teams are viewing as entering into his prime, right? And I, I, I will say this. I do think Akeem Davis-Gaither has a boatload of potential. He's a guy that was drafted when he was drafted because the Bengals view him very, very highly. They coveted 
him and Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis Gaither and Logan Wilson in their respect in, in both of that both of those draft classes. Now Jermaine's Pratt's uh, play had elevated, obviously, which kind of buried Akeem Davis Gaither on the depth chart. Akeem had dealt with some injuries as well. But I think Akeem Davis-Gaither, when he is healthy, when he's on the football field, we've seen him make plays. We've seen him get inter interceptions. We've seen him, you know, recover fumble. Like, so, like, to me, the guy has a lot of talent. I don't think that – I don't think the Bengals are in, in bad hands, I would say, with Akeem Davis-Gaither at linebacker. I think his potential is 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 ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. But it is interesting. Um, you know, Pratt and Wilson, the past few years, may have – may be the top – one of the top three linebacker combos mm – -hmm maybe in the history of the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, that's yeah. how good, that's how good they were together. But uh, yeah, I, I like, I like Akeem as well. This is going to be interesting to see what happens there. Let's go to another uh, viewer question here real quick. Uh, is Jamal Williams interest uh, rumor, uh, the rumor mill out there is going crazy Malik. So uh, translate decipher some of the rumors for us. <laughs> um, I, I would just say, I haven't heard that the Jamal Williams thing with Cincinnati. Uh, I'm not in the bit. I don't want to discredit people. I think there was a lot of fake stuff out there about Cincinnati. I saw this one account that just kept tweeting things like nonstop all day about the Bengals. And I'm just like, dude, what are you, what yeah. are you talking about? Like, like somebody from the Bengals organization texted me and was like, bro, what is this guy talking about? It's like not true at all. Like there's been, there have been no renegotiations with DJ reader and all this stuff like that. Like I, we don't, I, so I don't know where all any of that stuff is coming from, but like, damn. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I I saw that account. I saw that account, Malik, and immediately when you see those posts, you go to the the account and you kind of look for the credibility there. And I I'm not saying he's not credible. That individual's not credible, but I don't feel comfortable with it at, at the end of the day right now. So um, let's. I got a bunch more stuff. I'm going to throw one out to you. And I know Tom has some more to hit you, but mm -hmm. uh, we we got to talk about uh, running back situation here. I mean, we got P Ryan, we've got uh, uh, Joe Mixon, and a lot of smoke around Mixon here the past several months. Uh, you know, no pun intended. That's awful. I just said that. Sorry. But, uh, but uh, you know, talk about the chances of Mixon coming back. And, and even if uh, – do, do Mixon and P. Ryan both come back? And if one of them don't, what are they doing? They go into the draft? Because I think there's some good depth in the draft there as well. I think the Bengals are going to draft a running back this year. Um, damn, Jimmy. <laughs> put my bad. Um, no, I mean, my bad. You don't have to. No, 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 no. I appreciate it, brother. Uh, there are conversations that still need to be had. I'll put it to you that way. And I'll just uh, exactly what the tweet that I put out um, the a couple days ago, the organization realizes that they're in their Super Bowl window and they have to do everything in their power to maximize it. Um, we all, when, when you see people break down their free agency plans and contracts, stuff like that, we all come up with the same scenario right that the Bengals have to maybe move on from some players all I'll say is that the Bengals understand what they're understand what they have to do to maximize the window gotcha gotcha Tom one thing Malik you were uh, kind of alluded to with that last viewer question are you getting a sense of you know certainly around the league I know uh, DJ reader tells this story that when he was considering the Bengals, and I believe it was the Broncos, his uh, he asked his agent, well, what do you think I ought to do? Money was about the same, and the agent sighed and said, you want to go to Denver and their quarterback situation, or do you want to play with Joe Burrow? Mm -hmm. And he said, I want to play with Joe Burrow. He said, you know, quick conversation, let's, let's get this done. Oh, yeah. From free agents that are out there, and, I, and I'm like you, I don't see, like last year, I don't see – Tomorrow at four o'clock, we're going to get big splashes. That's just my gut. Um, 
do you see guys out there that are maybe 30, 31 that aren't going to get those three, four-year contracts but are looking for that Super Bowl ring that may oh, yeah. tell their agent, let's call the Bengals. Let's see what we can't oh. get worked out. I want to I want to help this kid get his ring and help the city get the ring. I want a ring. Do you see that Tom, happening? Tom, that's a great question. I had a conversation with one of my sources earlier this morning, and I'll tell you this. I hate to be the person to put certain things out, out there, but I'm going to put this out there. There is a high-priced uh, offensive lineman that said, if the Bengals were to offer me, I would go to Cincinnati. The Bengals have not offered them. And they are they were really the person that I spoke to was hoping that I had enough pull to where I could, I guess, persuade in any way. I think they think I had more pull than what I did and what I do because I don't have pull within the building. I can't say, hey, go out there and sign this free agent. But uh they were pretty much asking my end, do I know of anything of the team having any interest in said player? Um, but the general theme that I get is a lot of players have been saying that they, you know, whether it be their market isn't shaping up the way that they they said that they that, that they thought they thought maybe. A lot of guys are saying that they want to play in Cincinnati, whether it be a one-year deal. It's, it's not the same old Bengals player. People actually want to come to Cincinnati. That's dead. That's and I, and it, Yeah. And, 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 that's, and, and, and when I asked my source earlier, I said, hey, why do you think that is? And everybody is viewing the Bengals as set up to win a Super Bowl in the next few years. And they all start looking at the landscape of the AFC North, especially with questions surrounding Lamar Jackson, Cleveland being what they are, um, and the Steelers, you know, what being what they are right now with Kenny Pickett as the starting quarterback. They think that the, the AFC North is up for the taking when, when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals for the next couple of years. Those, those were his words, not mine. So um, you get a real sense around the National Football League that the Bengals – aren't the same old bungle, so to speak, and people actually, you know, see this as a place where they can potentially get a ring and re re revitalize their career. So when I said on the State of the Jungle presented by First Star that, you know, you could see guys like, hey, maybe I want to sign here for a one-year deal. That That's very, very real. That's very real. Yeah, interesting. So let, let's, let's go to the – I'm going to throw a couple more of your questions out here, I guess. Let's go there real quick. I'm trying to – here we go right here. Uh, Brandon uh, Seaman. Um, Farrell to the Bengals. Uh, Coach Hobby recruited uh, Farrell to Clemson. Is there anything uh, in there in that mix there? Uh, don't know yet. It's not uh, – that will be tampering, my man. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just say you you're, you're, you make a lot of sense with what you're saying. I know the Bengals are going to look to upgrade the pass rush for sure. And Maliko, isn't it true that there are guys that, that when we go, you know, what about this guy coming to the Bengals? You'd say, nah, you know, not in the first three days of free agency, but then – Day six, day seven, as the prices are crashing. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Let's let's. Oh yeah. Let's and not by day six, by I'm talking about by by Friday, by Saturday. Guys, I'm like, come on, I gotta talk to the Bengals a lot, like a Kenny Holiday thing. Or my well, the, the last couple of years, free agency yeah. is over before it legally starts. This tampering oh, yeah. period, we know everything that that happens before mm -hmm. you can legally sign. Mm -hmm. Teams, listen. The tight end market, I expect to be dragged down because of how high, highly this tight end class is being viewed. So you could see a tight end uh, saying, like, I want to sign a one-year deal somewhere to potentially reestablish myself and get better, or whatever the case may be. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll be very, very interesting. You could also see that with offensive linemen as well. Will offensive line uh, linemen be willing to take a pay cut to play with Joe Burrow in this ridiculous offense? Probably. Interesting. Inter I know I'm missing a lot of questions here. I didn't. I didn't uh, keep them up here. Let's talk about the combine a little bit, Malik. Talk mm -hmm. about uh, I, just give you 
free reign here, brother. Talk about what you want to talk about. What what players stuck out to you? Any surprises? Any any guys you're excited about? About maybe the Bengals? Uh, maybe maybe getting. Uh, I like Zach Charbonnet. I the running back from UCLA was really, really impressed with him. I loved Clark Phillips. He said all the right things. He he was a guy that uh, that seemed to be uh, willing to put in the work. Um, also like Nolan Smith, the edge from Georgia. Uh, a little bit undersized, but he he was a guy that came off very very impressive. Um, I love the combine experience. To me, it, it's one big networking event. It's where you often you know you get to talk to people, you can make your contacts, and you know um, you get to see people's uh, thoughts on certain things as well. So I, I I'm a big I'm a huge fan of the of the NFL combine. So talk talk about let's talk about a, a couple uh, right tackles, uh, the Tennessee tackle and the Ohio State tackle. Any chance yeah. any of those two, those two slip? Uh, Drop to us. I, I, I mean, Dewan Jones. It, well, the, the general consensus seemed to be this guy is going to be great, elite, or he's going to be a bust. There's really no in between when it comes to it. Um, he's a guy that people are just they're falling in love with his size, right? They're falling in love with his size. And the um, the tackle you're talking about when it came to uh, Darnell, right? I, I mean, is it Darnell? Yep. Darnell right? Yeah, uh, he he. Everybody, I mean, he got high praise from from Will Anderson, who said he's the best. Uh, tackle in this entire class. He's a guy that he views extremely high. So um, Darnell Wright, I have a hard time seeing being there later in the in the draft. Um, he's a guy that can go easily in the first round. When it comes to Dewan Jones, you just never know what a team values, right? This you, people are looking at his size and they're saying this guy, you know, could come in day one and be a starter, or he could be, he cannot be that. I don't. It's it, it, it really comes down to where he ranks on teams' evaluation board, if you will. Gotcha. Tom? No, he's, uh, you know, Wright is a guy that I uh, think a lot of uh, from Tennessee, and I, I've heard nothing but plug and play. And I know he, when he, they played Alabama, he had a monster game. So uh, if you're in college and you can dominate against Alabama, you know, that's that's as, as ready as you can show the NFL you are right. without actually playing in the NFL. Right. So, uh, you know, and there, but there, the, the problem with drafting 28th, and I, I love having that problem every year, drafting in the late 20s and even into the 30s, is you have so many teams in front of you that are going to determine who you take. Mm -hmm. uh, Bengals are not big believers in trading up. It's, it's pretty rare. It's very rare. Um, I don't think it'll happen this year. And they're a team that desperately maybe needs nothing conceivably, but at the same time, they need a little bit of everything. They need – Maybe in offensive line starters, they definitely need depth. They need tight ends. Now, that is probably – that's a, still right now a true need. They need tight ends. They're probably going to need a running back. Uh, they're going to need some depth at the wide receiver position, especially some guys that maybe can go to that second level, take the top off the defense. They are always in the, in the market for pass rushers and need them. Interior defensive linemen, especially somebody that can push the pocket. Right. We've talked about the depth at linebacker. We've talked about the needed cornerback and, you know, safety's definitely in flux. And there are those even screaming for a putter. So, you know, it, we, we are not desperate for really much of anything right now, maybe except the tight end, but we can use a little of everything. Yeah. See, I, I think that, no, I think, I, I know that the Bengals are going to target, you know, Trying to trying to get better on this defensive line. They want more pass rush. I see some people in the comment section are saying, "Do you think they'll target interior?" I think the Bengals will target anywhere they can get pass rush help from. Um, I know they're going to value guys that can kick inside, that can play outside. Um, 
tight end is a position of need for the Bengals, whether people want to say it or not. I mean, 100% it is, right? And uh, I know the Bengals are going to look to draft the tight end because the, you figure the last two years they've had C.J. Uzama and they had Hayden Hurst who came in, Hayden Hurst who came in for a one-year deal, played great, was able to uh, reestablish his, himself and, and help his stock, if you will. Um, it, these are positions of need. I, I think that the Bengals fan base is extremely smart, right? I think that they're one of the few tapped-in fan bases and they know – what um what these teams what the team needs is it's not like they just go out there now you obviously have some people saying oh go out there and draft a receiver or draft this person or draft that person but like you guys are smart you guys know we have so many people in the Bengals uh community and fan base whether it be the joe goodbeige of the world Bengals gym you tommy you guys do a great job and, and all the stuff that you're saying is correct we know the Bengals need to attack the running back position we know the Bengals need to attack the tight end position and get a true tight end in the future and get a true running back in the future and get uh, you know, new help in there, new new life in, on the defensive line. Look for guys that are cast-offs on their teams that are looking to just, you know, cash in or, or reestablish themselves in the National Football League. These are the guys that the Bengals are going to be targeting. That does not mean the Bengals are going to stand pat. There's also a, a, a weird sense out there from a lot of people that are like, the Bengals aren't going to sign anybody until they, re- until they extend Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. That's false. It's not how the NFL works. This isn't Madden. The simple fact is the Bengals understand that they have to keep adding to this team. They understand that this is their window now, so they're not going to just stay pat. They're not going to. Tommy, on fire form, I'm getting a lot of duplicate questions here as I'm looking at uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube well, uh, questions. Malik, you, you mentioned the tight end spot. There aren't many Rob Gronkowski's out there. Those super studs that are as effective blocking as they are devastating to a defense and receiving. You know, I look at the scattering reports on some of these guys, and it's always the same thing. You know, a tight end that can stretch the field, runs great routes. And then the next guy is dominant blocker, good hands, no separation. You know, are they not necessarily pigeonholed? I know they want to run the ball better. And they did, you know, while while people are a little bit down on Drew Sample from his production being a second-round draft pick, are they desperate for that guy that can do both? It's good. That is even with as deep as this tight end class is, that's going to be tough to find. Or I think, are they, they looking for another receiver for Joe? They're looking for another toy for Joe. I think a tight end that can do everything. The most the, the most complete uh, prospect is who the Bengals are going to grab. Uh, I'll, I'll say that. I know that there's a lot of love out there for the tight end from Georgia and Darnell Washington. Um, I'm here to tell you right now, if Michael Mayer is on the board and Darnell Washington is on the board. The Bengals are going to draft Michael Mayer. The fact of the matter is Michael Mayer has the production from a receiving standpoint. He's a good enough blocker and willing blocker in the passing game and the running game to where that guy is looked at as a quote unquote, more complete project compared to a Washington. Washington, I understand it. He's big, he's physical, he can run, but he does not have the production that the Bengals typically like to draft in the first round. And he, I honestly think he might be the first Titan off the board because he won the underwear Olympics, to be quite honest with you. So (laughs) the fact of the matter is, yeah, I think the Bengals are going to value Michael Mayer. And I think Michael Mayer didn't do himself any favors by testing how he tested. I don't know how people looked at his film and said, you know what, this guy is going to test like a freak. No, he was never going to test like that. He's a guy that does everything well, route running, catching, blocking. He's what you look for in a tight end. He's a guy, local kid, right? Big Cincinnati Bengals fan. Not that that plays a part in anything, but it certainly doesn't help. He's a guy that has, you know, gushed over the fact that if he had the opportunity to be drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals, you know what? He would love it. So the simple fact of the matter is 
Michael Mayer is the more complete prospect. I don't care what people what people say, potential, potential, potential. John Ross had a bunch of potential. The Bengals typically don't say, you know what, I'm going to draft the guy. They, they want surefire things. Michael Mayer makes the most sense. Dalton Kincaid is another tight end that the Bengals were the first team to have a formal meeting with. They like. Not a great blocker. Just going to put other in there. Not a great blocker. Interesting. So, hey, just a couple quick things. We love the chat. I know we're at, right at our time, but Mon uh, from Florida here, just throw out a couple potentials that you think maybe the Bengals might sign. Just uh, free agents. Mon, uh, you're going to hate me, brother. I, 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 uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have, I don't want to be that guy to put the names out there and say that. Oh, I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to, uh, cause I'll be getting DMS for the rest of the night. Uh, the, the fact of the, the fact of the matter is, uh, like I said, just stay tuned. The Bengals aren't going to stay pat. They're going to look to add to this roster. Um, you've heard rumblings out there of players saying that they want to come to Cincinnati. Well, now it's going to be the test to see if they actually want to come to Cincinnati. Right. I know Mike Gesicki has put that out there that, Hey, he would love to play. Uh, he would love to play with the Bengals and Joe Burrow, the whole nine yards. Miami sort of tanked his value a little bit this year, trying to cater to Tua Tagovailoa. Does Mike Gesicki come to Cincinnati on a one-year deal? I don't know. Does Mike Gesicki want to come to Cincinnati? Does he get offered a ridiculous amount of money to go play somewhere else? I don't know. Does Mike McGlinchey say, you know what, I want to come to Cincinnati and actually want to ring, be their starting right tackle of the future? Maybe I take less money because I know the Bears have interest in him. I know the Jets had interest in him. Um I don't know. So these things are going to be very, very interesting to see how they all shake out. But um, let's just say the position Cincinnati's in right now isn't like the Bengals of the past. Free agents actually want to come here. And that is not hearsay. That is something that I am telling you guys that I've heard from several people's mouths who I trust that have not led me wrong just yet. So I believe I'm, I'm, I'm in the department to believe, you know, um, there are, there, are, there are players that want to come here and play in Cincinnati. It's about the Cincinnati want them here because, again, I told you guys, there's an offensive lineman out there that is considered one of the best offensive linemen in football. I said, if Cincinnati offered me, I would come go there to play with Joe Burrow for less. And Cincinnati hasn't, you know, I guess Cincinnati hasn't shown the interest compared to some other teams just yet. So Interesting. Well, Malik, dude, we, uh, we're right at our time, brother. Um, look, man, tell everybody – where they can find you, all the stuff. you got so many things going on, brother. Tell everybody where they can find you, where they can watch you, and keep yeah. up with you week for to sure. week. So uh, you can find me, obviously, at Right Report on Twitter. Uh, but, you know, make sure you also follow First Star Logistics. They, uh, you know, I'm partnered alongside with them. And, uh, um, you know, they we run our show, State of the Jungle, which is a strictly Bengal show for years. People say, run a Bengal show, run a Bengal show. We run our, our show, State of the Jungle, um, you know, every single Wednesday night at 7 p.m. But this upcoming week, you know, the sit down with Malik Wright, five days of free agency fringe, free, free agency uh, frenzy starting day one, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, we'll be going live at 6 p.m. Eastern time over on the sit down with Malik Wright's YouTube channel. Uh, you guys can catch us uh, going live as we're breaking down all the latest news, not just Bengals, but NFL in general. And I've heard a crap ton the last few days. I've got some nuggets that I can't wait to drop. Um, you know, when it comes to when it pertains to the NFL in total, um, it, it, it's going to be fun. So I hope that you guys come kick it with us uh, starting tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern time as we break down all the latest news and rumors that you hear. I just want to say this last thing. Be careful with the news that you hear out there, guys. Like, seriously, please be careful with the news that you hear out there. You're getting a lot of reports. You got a lot of people that want to be the, the, you know, the next person to break the latest news. But make sure you always question you know, the source, if you will, and, and look for the facts behind it. Because, you know, I, I was that guy one time that people said, 
hey, you don't have sources. I still get it to this day. You're fake, fake report, fake report. I get, I get that all the time. But people constantly want to tear down credibility. But I, I, And I'm not in the business of tearing people down. There are people out there that just put out fake rumors and put out news. There are certain accounts out there that get a lot of engagement for putting out fake news. I'm just going to say, be mindful where you get your sources from and, 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 and always just wait. Don't run with the latest story that you hear. Don't run with the latest rumor that you hear because, you know, again, but I've been there before, so I know what it takes to like, sort of build yourself up and I understand that credibility and, and being open and being honest is the name of the game. So like I said, I, I hope that you guys enjoy free agency frenzies just as much as I'm going to enjoy it. To Jim's point, I probably won't get a lot of sleep as you guys can see I'm drinking coffee right now, but give these guys a follow too. They do a phenomenal job, man. Hey, Malik, hey, Malik I know uh, yeah, man, that first star logistics studio was outstanding. Uh, dude, only thing I'd say, I think you and I have had this conversation privately before, man. Just, just keep being you. No matter what's being said out there, man, just keep being you because uh, you can tell the credit. You can tell people that have the credibility and the people that don't, man. And just keep being you. I'm sorry, Tom. I interrupted you, buddy. No, no, no. Just wanted to see if, if uh, he's a, certainly a busy guy, but we're hoping we can abuse you before the draft uh, to get back on with us. Sure, for sure, man. Good. Absolutely, Good. absolutely. Hey, this is my season. This is what we do, right? So I appreciate you guys so much for having me on, and I appreciate you, Jimmy. You're my guy, man. Appreciate. I you, love man. you, big dog. You know, Bye, you know, we, we we got you, man. We'll take care of you. Good seeing you. Thanks again, buddy. We appreciate of you. Thank you guys. Have a good see week. You. Be you good. Bye bye. Who day? Dude, he's he's the best, man. He's the best, man. In in a young guy, uh, <laughs> a young guy that is really building some relationships. It's only going to continue to build for him as well. Tom. And he's and he's done it himself. He has not, you know, stepped into an entity, um, whether it be you know some kind of media outlet that uh, the team feels forced to talk to or obligated to talk to. He has done it all himself. Very hardworking. And for those that have said he's fake or doesn't know what he's talking about, for a guy that's fake and doesn't know what he's talking about, he's awful, awful right. I know I, when I've talked to him, I've accused him of, of having the Bengals front offices bugged because, <laughs> uh, you know, he's broken a lot, a lot of stories over the years. But uh, And, and it's, it's funny. So, uh, Alex, first. I think Alex missed the first part of the show. Uh, Alex, there were several crumbs provided by uh, – by Malik, as as usual, man. But he's doing a, a good job with that. The, the rapid fire thing was interesting, man. So, uh, Tom, let's go ahead and, and keep moving here, man. Let's uh, let's let's talk about make that announcement. Uh, jungle to the hall, uh, guys. Look, myself, Tom, uh, and James, and I uh, about three years ago initially had a conversation about I'm tired of bitching on social media and, and fans bitching about it, including us about our guys uh, not being in the Hall of Fame, very deserving players of the Cincinnati Bengals over the years that should be in the Hall of Fame. And we just kept questioning, what else can we do? What else can we do? And we decided to take the the jungle to the hall, to the front steps of the Hall of Fame uh, up in Canton, Ohio. Literally, what do you say, Tom? 25, 30 yards from the front door, we had a, exactly. a, a, a tent set up. We we got Tony uh, the Tiger involved. His wife, Carrie, got involved during that that time. Uh, as well. And um, it was an outstanding turnout. If you remember, there was a giant storm in Cincinnati that, that day. Tons of people didn't have power. and Tons of people couldn't make it up. We still had hundreds and hundreds of people show up. To be honest, I'm glad not everybody showed up. We wouldn't have had room. It was that that big. We did it last year downtown. This year, we're doing it again, guys. And I, I don't have all the specifics, but I can tell you June 10th, it's going to be an early afternoon event, approximately a three-hour event. I'm just going to say there are going to be a dozen or more former players 
Uh, we've already got Lap and Horde who have confirmed they will be there, but I can't go into rest of all the other players are going to be there. Uh, we're going to, I, I can't tell you the venue yet. I'm going to wait till tomorrow until we get the final okay. We got the okay from the venue. It's downtown, great location, unlimited capacity. We don't have to limit it like we've done in years past. We're going to turn this into a mini Bengals fest. And I want to be very clear the, the focus is going to be on the guys that should be in the Hall of Fame. The Ken Anderson and Ken Riley right now are our biggest focus, along with Lamar Parrish and, um, you know, uh, Corey Dillon, Isaac Curtis, um, Chad Johnson, and those other guys that should be in there. But the and thing – part of the – I'm sorry, Jimmy, but part of the fantastic part this year was you mentioned Ken Riley. With Ken Riley going in, we're going to be celebrating some too. Yep. And pushing Willie Anderson and Ken Anderson sounds like a law firm, but uh, you know Willie Anderson, ridiculous, he's not there. Ken Anderson, ridiculous, he's not there, and we'll continue to get fired up, but but push all those guys uh, yep. for this year. Like you said, Lamar Parrish, Corey Dillon, um, you know Max Montoya, all of yep. them. Yeah, and, and um, look, the goal at the end of the day is just to create conversation, not just locally, not just between fans, not just local media, but the national media, the voters. When we did this Jungle to the Hall 1, you guys got so involved in that Jungle to the Hall 1. There was national media all over the country talking about why is there only one Bengal player in the Hall of Fame at the time, Anthony Munoz. Now we're getting our second one. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, you were a piece of making that happen. Jeff Hobson, that Bengals front office, everything they have done to work their butts off. Uh, we add a little piece of that, guys, and we did help push that over the line along with the Bengals organization. We supplemented some of the stuff that they were doing. So I'm proud of what you guys have done, uh, but we're not done. We're not done. We've got a lot of people to get in still. Uh, so June 10th, just stay tuned. I'm just going to tell you, it is going to be one of the biggest Bengal events this city has ever held. Uh, just June 10th, lock it up we got some more announcements hopefully coming out later this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, also, uh, the induction ceremony for Ken Riley here in August, August 4th or 5th. I think it's August 5th. Don't forget, we have a block of tickets for Bengal fans only on the floor, real close to the uh, Riley's family. Um, and I have links on all the social media platforms. Make sure you're buying those tickets. That allotment is getting close to being sold out. It's going so well right now that the Hall of Fame is talking about once that allotment is sold out, they're going to give us another chunk of tickets fairly close as well. So, look, this is – Tom will add to this, but I just want to be very clear. This is our opportunity. We have fought and we bitched so hard about our guys not being on the Hall of Fame. We did it. We got, a, we got Ken Riley in. We helped in that process. We absolutely did, all of us. Um, now is our time to show out in Canton. Show up and show out. Because the Hall of Fame doesn't know what to expect. In 1998, when, when uh, Anthony Munoz went in, uh, that was so damn long ago. They, don't, they do not know what to expect. All I want to happen is so much orange and black in that stadium and that induction ceremony. Now they're going to be talking about, hey, man, Willie Anderson's going in next year or Ken Anderson's going in next year. Cincinnati turned out. For Ken Riley, we got to be ready for Ken Anderson. We got to be ready for Ken Riley. This is our opportunity to set a precedence. Uh, so it is important that we show out and show up, guys. And uh, there's some more things going on up in Canton that weekend. And 
Uh, Tom, I'll let you add. I'll stop talking. I'm just blabbing right no, now. No, you know, as you know, I, I contact was up there. I stopped in at the Hall of Fame. I had to go up there for work uh, a few weeks back, and they're very excited. Uh, it's it's going to be a big weekend up there. Uh, the Cowboys draw from all over. Uh, Joe Thomas, a good friend of Bengals, Mike Cart, uh, is going <laughs> in going in this year. In fact, um, uh, Jimmy did. Bengals Mike Cart buy his ticket. Did he get in touch with you? Is he, is he uh, he's he's waiting to hear back from some friends. He's trying to buy a you know a, a group of those tickets. But yeah, I, I think he's going to be up there. Okay, but um, in, in talking to the people at the Hall of Fame, uh, they've been overwhelmed by the interest and the response and the enthusiasm, and and they're looking very hard at, uh, at how many Bengals are, are coming up, and they 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 admitted. Um, you know, the Bengals have been a bit of a, of an ignored franchise up there. And there's a, there is a tremendous Browns influence in Northeast Ohio, naturally, and a tremendous Steelers influence in that part of Ohio, geographically, naturally. But, um, you know, they're, they're watching very closely to see how the response and the enthusiasm is. So, you know, if able to go that day, uh, what a tremendous football experience, what a unique experience. And I know Ken Riley, definitely deserves it. So uh, I'm hoping everybody, uh, you know, is able to make the trip up. It will definitely be worth it. And I did, uh, I did, I did put a link in and right now, I don't know if we still have our, uh, I don't know what we might've lost connection and one of the platforms, but uh, I just put a link in the, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I know it's there for sure, but I just put a link in for those tickets for our Bengals block, all Bengal fans. I'm going to tell you right now, the hall of fame has been great to deal with. They've already got their producers and their production team knowing when they when they want to see Bengal fans and they're going to talk about the Bengals, they're going to that section. So it's it's something the Hall of Fame is really, really working closer with us on. But use the promo code Ken Riley Fan. I'm going to repost that on all of our platforms, but I just posted it in the uh, chat area for you. Make sure you grab your tickets, guys. I'm telling you, it is going to be one of the greatest experiences um, that, that you'll have. I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, initially when when that was put up, it was a pretty good push first couple of days, wasn't there? It, it was, <laughs> yeah. So right now, what we have happening is, uh, I don't know how many we've got. Uh, half of our allotment's gone, and we're, I mean, it's still five months out. So uh, I wouldn't wait, guys. I would snatch your tickets up now. These are on the floor, close to the families. It's not up in the stands on the sides where the viewing. It's on the floor. These are great seats. Any any seat in that section is, is really good viewing area. And uh, it's, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be Bengal fans uh, all over the damn place, but I wanted to be overwhelming uh, that the Hall of Fame is like, man, Jimmy, we can't give you any more tickets. There's just too many fans here. That's what I want them to say. Too many Bengal fans are here. (laughs) No, no, I, I I think we'll, we'll be there. I know uh, we've seen uh, Bengal fans and heard of Bengal fans that are coming in from as far as the Atlantic ocean, Maryland and so forth. And then coming from a, a long long ways away. I talked to somebody today who is going to be in Indonesia right before it and is rearranging the trip so uh, he can make sure he's home and properly rested before before joining everybody up in Canton. So it, it's, right. it's going to be a very, it's going to be one of the biggest days in the, in the history of the franchise. Yeah. Uh, June 10th, Jungle to the Hall, save the date, uh, the, the induction ceremony, a lot of stuff going on. If you've never been to the NFL, Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame Parade. It's not some little podunk parade. I'm just telling you, it's a legit, legit parade. I walked in it every year since 2018 or 19. 
that they've had it, and it's it's a really it's a big time parade. This is the two minute warning. Well, so we didn't have Tony here today, but we got Tony doing a two minute warning for us, Tom. We've got Tony anyway. He's he's always here in spirit. He's got so much. So uh, um, it, it all starts, you know. I, I said right after the AFC Championship game, uh, the Bengals' second AFC Championship game in a row, that the good part was it, with the NFL, the 2023 season started right then, and we we get to find out starting tomorrow who's coming in to help us get to and win the Super Bowl. So I don't look for any earth-shattering. I don't look for a Ted Karras or Alex Kappa-type signing tomorrow. But I do think we'll start to see some pieces come together and come in. Although when I said that, did you see, Jimmy, when I said that to Malik, I don't see any big signing. He kind of yeah, grimaced, grimaced and that. smiled. Although there he will a, torture us sometimes. There's so. there's, a, there's a couple comments. They saw that. They did the same read on that as well, Tom. So. Yeah. So I don't know. He will. He will tour. He likes us, and we love him. But he will torture us. So, but uh, sometimes when he knows something, it's up. But uh, you know, I, I'm not necessarily looking for that. I know the Bengals are looking at the salary cap. Uh, truthfully, I think our our biggest celebrations in terms of signings this off season are going to be uh, from our own house and, and keeping our own. Uh, and we're going to have some tremendous statements there. But but keep a lookout. It's going to be a big day. For next year, starting at uh, is it four o'clock, Jimmy? Yep, yep, yep. Four o'clock legally, they can start announcing, and we'll be looking. and And like I say, don't get too depressed if in the first couple of days nothing happens, because so many times it's when the prices drop. Guys that were not available at the beginning are suddenly available. Their agents are calling teams all over, and uh, you know we'll also. Uh, keep an eye on uh, what they're doing. The, the Lake Erie Elves, uh, who they're signing. Um, you know the the city where the Ohio River starts. What they're doing, and uh, you know the Ratbirds. Uh, what an off season they're having so far. So um, uh, what they're up to. But no, it's a big day tomorrow, and uh, we'll set the stage and go from there. And thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next Sunday night. Guys, we will see everybody next Sunday night. We appreciate you. Don't forget to grab those tickets to the jungle, uh, not the jungle to the hall, but the uh, the induction ceremony for Ken. We appreciate you guys being with us. We weren't sure how this was going to work. We didn't really push it real hard this week, but we had a, between uh, all three of the social media platforms, we had an awful lot of people viewing tonight. We appreciate it. We appreciate Malik, uh, one of the greatest guys you ever want to meet. If you have not met Malik, when you run into him, he's just like us, guys. He he will talk to you and just a genuine genuinely just a, a great human being uh don't be afraid to approach malik he'll be more than happy to say hi to you and talk to you we will see you next week we're glad to be back and uh now's the time we start building uh for the super bowl and guys look it never fails just like thompson it never fails we're gonna be half an hour into free agency and there's gonna be people bitching on social media about us not signing anybody ignore those people they just want the attention they just want you to comment let it go it happens like this every single year uh, we love you guys. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next week. Who day, everybody? Hootay.